Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Wessex LMCs. Uh, my name is Will Howard. I'm a GP and one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs. And today I'm joined by Helen Clark, who's an information officer at Wessex LMCs, and Ed Rendell, who's a GP from Salisbury and a, one of the other medical directors at Wessex LMCs. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, today, we are going to talk to you about uh, a new system. Well, I say new, it's been around for about a year now, so we thought this was a good opportunity to review where things are with a system called GPAS, or General Practice Alert State. Um, Ed, could you tell us a little bit more about this GPAS? Thanks, Will. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think, as you say, a really good moment to, to talk about it because we've we've had it in existence for around about a year. So this is, uh, I suppose I might start with why it's in place. So we we have a lot of data about hospitals and community providers they they can set up a, an opal system sort of saying how how distressed they are as a hospital and that's a, a sort of nationally um, accepted system where they've got certain triggers and markers um, and then what you'll find is they're they're able to to talk a lot about how they're struggling and um, all the pressures and I think uh, we just lack that for general practice we haven't got a uh, a place to go there. We've sort of been in a lot of meetings in the past where you're asked, um, you know, can we now come to general practice to say what's going on? And you're left with anecdote of, uh, you know, particular practices struggling and you haven't really got anything to add into that conversation. So this really started with um, Devon MMCs, so uh, our colleagues in the Southwest who started a system to develop the practices anonymously recording how they're, they're feeling on a sort of an equivalent opal footing just to just to explain um what the sort of state is of, of general practice in that area and uh we, we've sort of been part of the national rollout so lmcs have come in different waves and we've been one of the earlier waves and uh, they're looking to sort of roll this out nationally to 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 give some um presence to how general practice is thanks ed um and what is it that it's measuring uh, Helen, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about that and, and how practice might feed into it. So once a week, the practices are sent a link to complete a very quick survey monkey, seven questions, um, to let us know basically how they're feeling and any pressures they're facing. Uh, we then convert, they can then grade themselves uh, a GPAS rating, be it green, yellow, red or black. Um, and then we convert that into an opal status so that practices have got a level footing with secondary care. Um, and we can see easier how we're coping compared to secondary care. But it's a quick seven question, takes a minute, maybe two minutes at the most to answer once a week. And what is it that, uh, that you're actually measuring? What is it you ask practice to measure? Is it a certain number of appointments on a certain day? How, how, is, how do they quantify that? Yeah, it's the contacts on a Monday only. And then we've got a calculation to spread it out for an average for the whole week. Um, the contacts, unfortunately, at the moment don't cover um, the hidden work that you do in practice for prescriptions, etc. like that. But it's the, on the contacts, the appointments on a Monday that we ask for. Okay, so it's quite a raw thing, but that in itself is standardised across an area, which means we've got comparable data. Yeah. Um, and I guess, therefore, we're getting data from practices. The more practices that complete it, um, the more powerful the data is. Ed, you mentioned earlier that actually it's really, really important that we get this data. Um, tell me, where does the data feed to and, and how do we use that? Yeah, it's. I think it's really vital. We, we've actually got 
something to have in that conversation. I, I think in terms of the data, firstly, we, we've got the sort of number of appointments coming up on Monday, but we've also got that sort of alert status of how how the practice is doing. And um, also the other bit we do get is uh, I was sort of saying the um, the anecdote is um, all we were left with. We do actually get good anecdote on this as well, if that makes sense. We do get anonymous comments, which we do read and, and try and play into into conversations. I think the, um, I mean, that that's the deficiency of this. It, it, it isn't a system set up where you, you, you're pressing a button saying we're in distress and it's linked into the ICB. It, it comes to us as the NMC. And, and it's not a sort of here and now there will be a response. What we're looking for really is, is to build up a picture probably over a few years and sort of be able to demonstrate, um, you know, even, even next year, we've got really good sort of data for this winter. And if we're able to sort of neck, look at next winter and say, look, compared to last winter, practices are struggling even more. We, we get into conversations that we, we can't otherwise. Um, I think the, uh, it's always the question of sort of so what i think the example i tend to give is is actually from devon where um with the uh the problems of group a strep just before christmas uh, i think they were the the first uh area i think nation nation nationwide that we know of that uh were able to go to their icba and say look here's the data we've got we've got pretty much all the practices reporting we've got a number of practices saying they're in a lot of distress and you're paying them on a contractual method, which requires them to say, we must keep going with routine appointments and cloth and all that sort of stuff. What would you like us to do? Is there something you can support these practices and change that? Or should we be going to our practice and saying that's impossible? I'm really sorry, it's hard and there's a lot of pressure on A&E, but you need to financially prioritise your cloth as practices, otherwise you won't be there next year. And that really had an outcome where I think with a lot of pressure from other areas not to do it. Um, essentially, it was uh, um, they were able to sort of give some um, protection in that area, um, and then I think that then was able to be seen in, in sort of certainly our areas and other areas in Southwest. Where um, speaking to other LMCs, some some areas just didn't do that at all. But uh, in all three of our um, integrated care boards, we were able to um, show the data and get into conversation around that. So it's great to hear that actually the data is having an impact. And I think we need mm. examples of actually where it's where it's being used. And we have more examples of that. Um, but that, that's a really good example. Helen, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I just want to say, as you briefly hit on the comments received from practices, they're very powerful. And when we send the sit reps out to the stakeholders, they, we always include the comments because, you know, it's good to know what's happening um, within the practices in word format, as it were. So, um, yeah, we really, really encourage the comments. Again, it's confidential, so we don't give out what practice is giving the comments, but it's a really good thing to have on the SITREP report. And I think in terms of stakeholders, um, that's worth just touching on because, you know, we interact with a number of different people in this role and we're always trying to explain around GPAS and what we're involved. So, uh, I think it is like the... Um, like a chief operating officer of, a, of an acute hospital uh, in the area I'm, I'm looking at. So, you know, we're able to say we're running GPADS, is that of interest? And then they, they're able to be signed up to a weekly email that um, Helen um, coordinates and gets to stakeholders so, so others can see what's going on. Excellent. That's really good to hear. Helen, is there anything that's uh, gone really well or any examples of anything that hasn't gone so well in the first year that we need to try and ask our practices to help us with? 
We have had some good responses from the ICBs. Um, two of them have picked them up and are the part of the general conversation that they have um, all the time now. We are asked from them for specific information, which is really good, so they're running with it. Um, and as the, um, the data that we're getting is forming a good idea of what's going on out in general practice, um, the stakeholders that we send to includes obviously all the NHS stakeholders, but the MPs, the local councillors, also people like that. So they're taking an interest where we've had interest from a couple of MPs as well. So I think it's getting there. And I think the more people that do it, the better it will be. Um, we could have more practices respond. We like to say we need 50% of um, responses back to produce a decent SITREP report to have uh, data and sometimes we do struggle with that so we would encourage practices to um, send responses back I say it's only a minute two minutes at the most um, but that would help get the data and make it more realistic and I think with that it's sort of um, we've noticed it's not the same across the whole patch there seems to be little areas where there's different sort of almost cultures around this so there's some areas where consistently it's a sort of 90% return rate and we're really seeing a lot of good data there and then there's other areas where sort of 40 percent and we're, we're sort of not hitting uh hitting enough in that and i think it i think as well as sort of looking at what you're doing as practice um and thank you if you are doing it regularly uh, we'd encourage you to sort of speak to to those around you and sort of look at the data that's coming to your area if that makes sense so i think it's we've got this pretty well established and people are looking at it and doing it and if it's an area where there's a very low return then it doesn't get so much attention. People are sort of saying, well, we really don't know about that bit, but we can see this from over here. And, you know, I think it, it's almost a sort of aiding your fellow practices around you if you're able to get the return rate up and increase it. I think we are really, you know, I think there's a point where people treat this as something that's sort of ongoing and, and done. As you say, it, it is um, an ask of practices. We, we're really grateful uh, for you doing it. But I think there's a there's a couple of things in terms of trying to, to what we found is sort of helpful in terms of returning it um if i may just go into those i think it, it we we tend to find um if there's a sort of set person who's returning it so um uh one person perhaps delegated and have the practice manager and also uh, a sort of set time of the week so um you know there's perhaps a set prompt and a, a set moment um, we've also found it helpful if that person in holiday is a person who's willing to do it in, instead of them but um yeah, it, it, it sort of tends to be something that um, once you're up and running, it's not too much impact and, uh, and you're getting a lot of good data back. Fantastic. So I think our biggest plea from this, actually, is, is that if you're a GP listening to this, a practice manager, a business manager, or a, a, an operations manager in a practice, if you're working that practice and, and you're not sure if your practice is doing this, go and talk to the practice manager, the business manager, go and talk to the GPs about this, get it get it into the discussion forum so that you know your practice is doing this. This is one of the only ways we can get the voice of general practice heard. And as Helen and Ed have so beautifully described, this is going out to a really broad spectrum of people. It isn't just going into ICBs where this information seems to get lost. This is going to a really 
broad stakeholder group, local councillors, MPs, people that often come back to practices and go, what's going on? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Actually, we need to have to give, we need to be able to give them some information. We need to be able to give them these powerful messages. And the only way we can get that across is if your practice is completing this and it is having an impact. And the more information we have, the more of an impact we can have. And that's not just going to be at a local level. This information is going to start being shared at a national level where other LMCs are going to start introducing GPAS. And then all of that information is going to be compared across areas, across counties and regions, shared with the General Practitioners Committee, the GPC, um, and also with NHS England to make sure that our voice as general practitioners is heard and so that general practice is represented both at local and at national level. Ed, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I think it's a really good point about how we're, we're spreading the, the information, if that makes sense, and we're not sort of just having a one-way conversation with the ICB and we're, we're building relationships, you know, so some, if you're sat in a, a key hospital, you can understand what's happening around you. Um, but I think it, it, ha- it is having traction within the ICB. I think it's a sort of... Um, you know, it sort of goes into quite a lot of data in there. And it's, uh, um, that's why it sometimes doesn't always hit. But we have had a couple of specific examples recently where it's sort of, um, we've had more from them. So one of our ICBs has had the chief medical officer and the uh, director of commissioning right to practice saying, thank you, we are looking at this data, we do receive it, and it doesn't influence our decisions and we understand how pressured things are. Um, and another one, um, the primary care team is um, is about to possess, present something regarding primary care to the rest of the um, the system, and um, they've asked Helen actually to um, um, to help us in the slides that and give some information across, and we've been able to share some GPAS data that sort of immediately describes the pressure that came uh, through the winter. So um, yeah, um, really helpful to to having more and more conversations as they they sort of collide with each other. It's it's very positive. Helen. It's just to say when we started it, um, I don't know if people noticed, but when the NHS is in trouble, then the um, journalists are always stood outside a hospital saying the NHS is in trouble. They never very rarely are stood outside a practice. And this is the practice's voice to get out there and say, yes, the NHS is in trouble, but we're part of the NHS. And don't forget that we're here. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Helen. I think that's very powerful. This is this is one big opportunity for practices to have a say, to have their voices heard. So as I mentioned before, and I can't reiterate this enough, we would really ask anybody listening to this who works in general practice to make sure they go to their practices and ensure that their practice is completing this. Um, and, and it will allow us to have a louder voice at a national level. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Ed, so much for joining us today. And uh, we will talk to everybody again soon. Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice.